Um, what we have found is that if people were not aware of their lack, they suddenly were very aware after yeah. they were isolated in their homes and it became more of a pain they couldn't ignore. Um, cause we, we always say, we see memes a lot that say things like, I want to be invited, but just know I'm not going to come, but I want <laughs> you to, and we're like, no, you have to like, if you want real friendship in your life, you have to make the effort. You have to show up. Not necessarily every time, but you have to, you a- you actually have to show up. Um, but after COVID started, people were like, oh my gosh, if only we could go back, I would actually come. I would actually go. I would actually show up. Welcome to the Mama Needs Podcast where we chat about all the things that mama needs. On this podcast, you'll hear real stories from moms that you can relate to and listen in while you do your everyday mom life. Hey, I'm your host, Jen Collins, mama of three kids, wife and founder of Mama Needs Box, a monthly self-care subscription box for moms. Mama Needs Box is also the sponsor of this podcast, and we want to spread the message of self-care far and wide. So just for listening to this episode today, I would love for you to go grab a box for $5 off using the code podcast at checkout. Just head to mommaneedsbox.com to see our theme this month and subscribe for yourself or give it as a gift. Okay, you guys, I am so excited because I have two guests today on the show. They're best friends, bloggers, and moms, Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston. They also just co-wrote a book together called I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants that just released this week. We talk about how they became friends, why friendship means so much to them, how they started off their very well-known Facebook page called Sister, I Am With You, and then deciding to write a book together. Then we go a little deeper and talk about what's happened to friendship since the pandemic started, why you can't be everyone's Chick-fil-A sauce. Trust me, you want to listen to that part. Why friendship should feel like pulling on your favorite stretchy pants. And what Jess and Amy really want you to take away from this book. These two are so much fun. I know you're going to love this chat. So enjoy my conversation with Amy and Jess. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mama Needs Podcast. I am so excited because I've got two guests on the show today, and I'm really pumped to introduce them to you. So ladies, whoever wants to go first, (laughs) introduce yourselves. Tell us about you, your family, where you live, and a little bit about what you do. Amy? Jess, you want to go? Oh, me? (laughs) Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, My name is Amy. I live in West Texas. I have three kids, nine, eight, and five. Um, and I'm married and I really love my husband. I'm a big fan. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, and what else? What, a little what do bit you about do? What do? Okay. Um, so Jess and I do, uh, we have a page called sister. I'm with you on Facebook and Instagram that we run together. We've written this book. Um, so that has been a lot of what I do has been wrapped up in that book. And then, um, I also run my own social media page, um, by the super creative name. Um, that is just Amy Weatherly. (laughs) It's my name. It's so boring, but that's, that's what I do. I just write, I write and try to love people. Yes. I love it. All right, Jess, you go. Uh, 
I'm Jess Johnston, and I am also married. I'm also a fan of my husband. Um, <laughs> um, big fan, big fan. Um, and I have four kids. I have 14 and 12-year-old boys and 10 and 8-year-old girls. And my life is basically insane. It's a different kind of insane than when my kids were really little. Mm-hmm. But it's still insane, mostly because everybody is always hungry and everybody is always leaving their socks everywhere. So I'm just trying to, you know, find time to write in between the sock picking up and the snack making. Yeah. But on the toilet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Basically where this book was written. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hiding in our rooms with the doors locked with our kids be like, Mom! Mom. With their fingers stuck under the door. Yeah. <laughs> putting the, my kids put yeah, notes exactly. under my door. Mom, what are you doing? Right back. <laughs> yes. I yes. wrote um, I read somewhere that like Matthew McConaughey, when he wrote his book, he I think he went to Arizona or something and like like this secluded place. Like that must be nice. Three months alone or something like oh that. Oh my I was gosh. Like, wow, I do not relate to that. That is <laughs> Not how nor where this book was written. Um, also, I would, I'm an extrovert. So if I was alone in the woods and like within like the first couple hours, I'd be like, I have no thoughts. I have no words. <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, maybe you guys should get some she sheds. I hear that's what a lot of writers that's do. A really good idea. No, she, she sheds those shed. down. What? <laughs> get some insurance. Get some insurance on your she shed. <laughs> oh man. Well, it sounds like we have similar ages of kids. I have three kids also, 13, 10, and six. I had to think about that. Um, I'm also a big fan of my husband, so yay for us. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say too, you know, how you said Jess about your kids and the messes. And I feel like, you know, when our kids were little and like toddlers and preschoolers that we always felt like our houses were a mess. And now you think like your kids get older and the messes go away, but actually they just get bigger, um, yes. because the kids are bigger. And like yes. my 10 year old is almost like a man and yes. he's got like man-sized pants that he leaves everywhere, you know? And I'm just like, yep. what happened to my baby? So <laughs> for sure, exactly. they just get bigger. The messes don't go away. I'm sorry for all the moms listening who have littles. <laughs> Was it hard? Okay, so I just had to buy my oldest son deodorant for the first time. Oh, and yeah. For whatever reason, like that was very emotional for me. Like I stood there at Target and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to buy deodorant. <laughs> so I don't want him to smell bad. He smells I know. bad, but I don't want him to smell bad. I don't love this. These changes. And it was so like it was very. I'm not a super emotional person, but buying deodorant was a that was rough for yes, me. Yes, it is yes. rough. Well, and but the rough. key now is to get him to actually wear it because no. they forget. They forget in quotes. To wear it. I don't know about your boys, Jess. Do your boys um, for, forget or do they remember? My biggest problem is that one of my kids does not remember to shower. 
Oh, and I'm not me. sure if he just like doesn't use soap in the shower because when he showers, he still smells exactly the same. Like his hair <laughs> smells like must, like an nice. old musty rag. So whenever I hug him, I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> you need a shower." <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "I did." I'm like, "I feel like that's not true because you smell really bad." <laughs> yeah, my oldest son is not into like he would live. I think he would just live out in the woods if he could. Like. He loves outdoorsy stuff. So he cares nothing about brushing yeah, his teeth. That's my second song, yes. Oh cutting my his fingernails. Here's yes. nothing about it. And I was like, help me help you. Help yes. me help you. And I was like, I will not beg you to do these basic things. I will not beg you to take care of yourself. I, we're just going to please just do it. And I'm like, rule here, if you want to segue into talking about the book and friendship, Step one of having good friends. You know what? Make sure your breath isn't awful all the time. You know? <laughs> Bad breath. That's <laughs> why so I'm like, step one, son, brush your teeth. Yes. You know? I know. If you want if friends, there, it's gonna be you fun. need to That's smell fun. good. <laughs> you need to like, just work, just work on it a little bit. Just like, you don't need, just brush them. Just brush the front ones. I don't, honestly, I don't even care. Just put some effort into it. Sometimes. Some amount of effort. Yes. Oh boy. Bless the boys that we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, one of my questions is how did you guys meet, become friends and then decide, Hey, let's write a book together. How did that, (laughs) how did that come to pass? Oh my goodness. Um, well, Amy and I were in a writer's group together and she just slid into my DMS and was like, Hey girl, (laughs) let's be friends. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, she did. <laughs> did. And we just honestly clicked right away. Like we, Amy's hilarious. So I loved her immediately. And I was like, how is she so witty and quick? And why is she so funny? I want her to be my best friend. So um, it quickly went to like the next level. Like, do you want to talk on the phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So then our conversations were like hours long, right at, right at first. And it was just like, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, yes, we are, you're my people. You're yeah. definitely my people. We just clicked right away. And um, honestly, it was probably, I don't know, five months in or something like that. Amy calls me up and she's like, Okay, I'm packing. I'm leaving for a trip, but I needed to call you real quick because I know what we need to do. We need to start a Facebook page and it's going to be called Sister I'm With You and it's going to be all about friendship. Are you in? And I was like, yes, I am in. Amy's like, good, because I've done five minutes of research and I feel like it's a really good idea. And that is literally how it began. I think through a lot of our conversations, we realized how important friendship was to both of us. We talked about that a lot. Um, so it was very natural and organic. And we actually didn't meet in real life until after we started this page and we had about a hundred thousand followers. Wow. Really, really quickly. So we we met, it was just, real life, huh? <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we like each other in real life. Like, I know. That I like. We met in real life. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so but at what point after you started, sister, I am with you. At what point did the book come into the conversation of let's do this book together? 
Let's let's do the ultimate test of our friendship and write a book. (laughs) The book was always on our radar from day one. I think with sister, I'm with you. Not that we would do it together necessarily. I I mean, we just dreamed, you know, it is a beautiful thing when you collaborate with people because um, ideas, your ideas combine with their ideas and they just sort of grow. And it's kind of like this natural space where, where things, you know, they get bigger, your ideas become bigger, you're more creative. And, and Jess and I always had big dreams. We always had big plans. I mean, from the get go. And so I think, uh, we were always hoping that a book would happen and it just, uh, I don't, maybe a year into sister. I'm with you. No, less. I don't know. Probably probably less because sister I'm with you grew very quickly. And so when something grows very quickly like that, you're going to get the attention from publishers and, you know, you're just, yeah. it's going to happen. And yeah. so, um, you know, both of us have been writing for years. So waited, I've really waited and waited and waited for a long time to write and to leap into that world until I knew the timing was just right. Like I could feel it in my spirit. Like the time is now Start it. do it now. Yeah. Um, and kind of just made that leap. And I think, yeah, sister, I've been with you. It'd been less than a year and, I talked to some publishers and they wanted a book on friendship. Obviously I wanted a book on friendship. That is, that is, that is my bread and butter. I wanted a book on friendship and connections. And that was kind of my thing was like, okay, well, Jess um, is doing, obviously doing this with me. I would never write a book without her. I mean, I would never write a book on friendship without her. So we just did it together and kind of joined in, jumped in and boom, it just, it happened really fast, really fast. And beautifully it just unfolded beautifully there was a lot of waiting does that make sense there was a ton of waiting waiting but then whenever it happened boom the time is right go yeah well I was lucky enough to get my hands on a copy and read it loved it I wanted to tell the listeners that it's very gentle kind of friendship coaching and you feel like you're listening or reading from you know like your big sister or something like that um, just very friendly and gentle. And I love too, that you guys kind of switched off chapters. So like one's from Jess, one's from Amy, it kind of goes back and forth. And then not only do you kind of coach the women reading it through, you know, really the hard conversations and topics of friendship, but then at the very end of each chapter, there's like a what now section that gives practical, easy, but also kind of challenging ideas for things to like take from that chapter and actually do them. And so I love that because not only is it like a kind of a guidebook, but it's also a practical, you know, let's do this now. Like you read about it, now let's do it. Um, So, and I think that this book comes out kind of at the perfect time because, you know, we're, we're not post COVID by any means, but like we're at a point where, you know, people are, people get together now. It's a thing, you know, we're not stuck in our homes. We're not in quarantine anymore. And through the pandemic, um, you know, relationships have changed um, and friendships are definitely part of that. And so I wonder kind of um, what you've heard from your communities about their friendships during this really weird past two years um, and how you're kind of guiding those people through, um, or, you know, giving them advice through friendship because of this book. Um, you know, what, what are you saying to people who are like my, I have no friends. I never see my friends, you know, all the things that have happened since, um, 2020. I think something that we have found 
a lot. Like people were already, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> people were already um, really starving for friendship. That's why the the page exploded like it did. Yeah. But um, COVID happened. I don't know what how far into our page probably. Yeah. Um, what we have found is that if people were not aware of their lack, they suddenly were very aware after mm-hmm. they were isolated in their homes and it became more of a pain they couldn't ignore. Um, cause we, we always say, we see memes a lot that say things like, I want to be invited, but just know I'm not going to come, but I want <laughs> you to, and we're like, no, you have to like, if you want real friendship in your life, you have to make the effort. You have to show up. Not necessarily every time, but you have to, you a- you actually have to show up. Um, but after COVID started, people were like, oh my gosh, if only we could go back, I would mm-hmm. actually come. I would actually go. I would actually show up. So I just think it made people a lot more aware of their lack. And so just talk a lot about investing investing in your relationships and friendships and that it's not deep friendships are not going to happen overnight but they will happen with steady intentional investment whatever that looks like whether if it's in COVID and you're literally talking on the phone or um, texting each other whatever but that intentional investment is what grows deep friendships and there's really no other way there's no there's no quick fix. There's no way around it. Like you have to invest in order to have that. Yeah. Yes. And that was part of our, why we put the what now at the end of the book, because the truth is, listen, this is probably the best book that's ever been written. Okay. I'm just going to say that right <laughs> off the bat. It's probably the greatest book in the whole world. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but we did pour ourselves into this book. We believe in this book. We believe in these words. But the the truth is, the book will not change your life. Mm. The book won't change your life if you don't apply it. If you don't do anything, if you just read it and then keep living your life exactly the same way, your life is going to stay the same way. It's just going to exactly. be a book read. And we did not want that. I, we wanted a book that changed your life, that changed your friendships. And so that what now is like the challenges. Now, here's exactly what you do. Here's how you make that happen. Take the steps. Let this yeah. book be something um, that really changes you, but you're going to have to do, you're going to have to follow it with action. And so here's the action part. And also I have ADHD. So I was like a big fan of like, hey, can we put something at the end of each chapter that will make it really fast for people who don't read the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. And you know, how I read. <laughs> <laughs> well, and too, like, as moms, we're so kind of like, we have mom brain all the time. And so reading a book in and of of itself is difficult, but then it's like, okay, I finished the book now. What? And so I love that because you literally answered that question. (laughs) What now? And, um, and it's hard to think of ideas and it's hard to think of, of, um, next steps. And you kind of did that work for us, which I, I know I appreciate. And I think that's really helpful. Um, so I underlined two, two different parts, um, that I wanted to read. They're very short. Um, one from Amy and one from Jess. So, um, also for the listeners, the chapters are, are, uh, titled super funny. I love the titles. They're all really witty (laughs) and super funny. So this one is titled when you wonder why no one likes you. And it says, 
I mean, I can't be everyone's Chick-fil-A sauce and neither can you. For some people, you're going to be too salty and for others, you're going to be too sweet. For some, you'll be too bold and for others, you won't have nearly enough flavor. You'll be both too much and not enough for some people's taste buds and that's okay. And then Amy continues saying your flavor won't be for everyone. It's essential that you accept this, move on and start walking in confidence like a woman who has been set free. And I just wanted to be like, yes and amen. Um, (laughs) I love it because you, you, you know, you compared it to something that we all know, like most people I think love Chick-fil-A sauce. I do. Um, but that's the thing, like you can't, not everybody does and not everyone's going to like you. And that's so hard for people who are people pleasers. I tend to be one of those people. Um, why do you think it's so hard for us to not be liked by everyone? (laughs) Because we're all deep, deep, deep in us. We want to know that we're good enough. We want to know that we're worthy. We want to be validated. Um, that is the, that's just this deep longing that I think every single human has every single human wants to be accepted and known. I mean, we just, we want it. And so we start looking, well, how do I make myself feel those things? How can I feel that deep longing? And I think one of our first things that we learn as kids and just a natural thing is to go, well, other people can feel it in me. If other people like me, maybe I will feel like I'm good enough. Maybe I will be convinced that I'm okay. Maybe that, maybe that deep longing that is in me will be satisfied by their applause. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just really natural for a lot of people. And a lot of it is just the, it's just the way we're raised. That's we are, we have this deep question in this, am I good enough? And we tend to look for the answer in other people. And that's just not, where it is. That's not where the answer is. That will, uh, it just will, that question will just keep on burning brighter is mm-hmm. the more we look for it in other people. We're just, it's, they weren't enough. Um, yeah. people are wonderful, but they weren't enough to really settle that yes. longing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's so true. Um, and I just loved the, the comparison of the Chick-fil-A <laughs> I know you want to know a secret. Yeah. I haven't told anybody else this. I will tell you. Ooh, tell me. Secret, secret information on the Mama Needs podcast. (laughs) Chick-fil-A sauce is not actually my favorite one. Oh. (laughs) It was the the catchiest phrase. (laughs) So it just worked for what you needed it to work for. It worked for what I needed it to work for. But um, my favorite is actually the sriracha sauce. It's like sweet and spicy sriracha. It's amazing. And I feel like it is underrated and overlooked. It's spectacular. So anyways, there you go. What's your favorite? Um, (laughs) I would take a bath in the sweet or just the normal Chick-fil-A sauce. Like I, I love it so much, Mm -hmm. but I like the spicy chicken sandwich Mm -hmm. dipped with extra pickles in the normal Chick-fil-A sauce. But I do also love the sweet sriracha. I have never had it. That's my second favorite. You've never had see, nobody's ever had it. It's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. It is good. Yeah, it's good. But that's all sauces. I am a sauce. That's like our our only difference. We're like the same person, except for Amy is not about the sauces, and I am all about the sauces. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're about to get a Chick-fil-A in our town. Um, I live kind of in the middle of nowhere. And uh, 
uh, we're all, it's like the talk of the town. It's the big news. And so everyone's very, very excited. Um, I actually really love the barbecue sauce and I like the Chick-fil-A sauce too, but I'll, or I usually order the barbecue, but I'll have to try the barbecue sauce too. Yeah. I put barbecue sauce on everything. Hamburgers, barbecue sauce, chicken fingers, barbecue sauce, French fries, barbecue sauce. Same. Yeah. I dip my waffle fries in the barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I get judged for it, but I'm like, don't judge me. Let people oh, no. choose their own sauce. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Sauce. Yes. And that's, it's such a good metaphor. It goes deeper it's and deeper as metaphor. we go. <laughs> yeah. it's no, it's not. There are tons of sauces out there. Be free. Choose what makes you happy. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Love it. All right. And then another thing I wanted to read just quickly um, from Jess is the chapter uh, called When Fake Makes You Want to Hurl. Love it. Friendship shouldn't feel like squeezing into your skinny jeans. There shouldn't be any groaning and heaving while you lie in your bed and force the last button through the buttonhole. (laughs) I think we've all done that, you guys. (laughs) Friendship should feel like pulling on your favorite stretchy pants that always fit, the ones that don't care if you finished a run or finished your third helping of cookie dough ice cream. I absolutely adore that because it's it's such a relatable thing. Um, we all have the, our favorite sweatpants and we all have those like skinny jeans that were like, Oh geez, I hope they fit. Um, and I love, and after you've lived in the sweatpants for a while and then you go back to the skinny jeans, you're like, wait a second. These aren't the same pants. These <laughs> right. used to fit just right. <laughs> yes. And that chapter is, is all about, you know, being fake versus being real with, with your people. And I, I know, um, when I first moved to the town that we're in now, um, it was very difficult to find friendships and somebody told, gave me some really good advice, um, comparing to the Velveteen Rabbit. You guys know that book? Yeah. Um, well, the Velveteen Rabbit, you know, becomes real at the end. Um, and she said, you know, be careful who you share your real with. And I love that because that's kind of what you were saying in the book. And I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that a little bit, Jess, about, you know, how to know kind of when you can be real with people and when to kind of just go at, you know, pace yourself with it. Um, I think, well, you can't, first of all, just say that you cannot have deep friendship without vulnerability and without real because Mm -hmm. someone doesn't have the opportunity to love you for you unless you show up. So if you're pretending you're going to leave, you're never going to find that feeling of belonging because inside you're going to know that you're not showing up in the relationship as yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as testing those waters, I would just say, I like to, I kind of dip my toe in. I mean, there's a, there's a certain, level of real that I am comfortable with showing like the whole world. Like not everybody feels this way, but I will go to the grocery store looking a hot mess. Like maybe there's mascara under my eyes. I'm probably in my sweatpants. Like I just look really special and I'm okay. (laughs) Like for whatever reason, I'm okay with that. Um, So there's a certain level of real. I am comfortable with showing up with, everyone in my life but that I've also learned that over time because I used to feel like I needed to perform or act a certain way um but now in pretty much all my relationships I am 
I will, you know, say something real, like, like whatever, like that, that like what we were talking about earlier, that my, my life is all making snacks and picking up my kids' socks and I want to scream sometimes or, Mm -hmm. you know, that level of real with everyone. And it's just kind of testing the water and seeing like, are you a safe place for all of me? Mm-hmm. Are you are you comfortable with my vulnerability? Because honestly, some people are not comfortable with vulnerability, and that's okay. Or they want to make it into a teachable moment, or which is not what you're looking for with vulnerability. It's like being met with that. Oh yeah, I totally get it. Me too. Or yeah, that those kinds of things. Um, and then just with time, it's it's just being more and more real and just continuing to see, is this a safe place? Is this a safe place for me to show up as myself? And as people are able to love you for you, it's the most freeing feeling in the whole world. I think I think we all become the most purest version of ourselves when we're loved by the mm-hmm. people in our life exactly as we are. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. So true. And so important. Um, I definitely agree and resonate with all of that too. Um, I'd love to know from both of you kind of the main ideas that, you know, if, if our mom, if our mom's listening, where to go and pick up your book, what are some of the main ideas that you'd want them to take away from it? I always say, I want women to read this book and go, okay, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I'm enough. There is nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. And I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I'm not missing that friendship piece. I'm I'm not I'm not missing anything. I can do this. And I want them to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Um and just loved. I want them to feel loved. Like, because that's the truth. If we could all get this through our head, all of our relationships would be completely different. You are loved. You are loved exactly as you are. You are good enough. Mm -hmm. Now go out and all that love that you have and give it away. All of our relationships will be transformed if we really, really knew, if we really, really knew how okay we are and how, how enough we are. Our lives would truly be transformed instead of we're like, it's like, we're constantly like an empty bucket looking to be Instead, we live like we were an overflowing bucket looking to pour out on everyone around us. Yes, 100%. I would say, um, I totally agree with what Amy is saying. And I would say, one of my biggest desires with this book is just to normalize the struggle. Mm -hmm. Like when we struggle with anything, it can be really isolating, no matter what it is. If it's mental health, if it's friendship, if it's, it's very easy to feel like I'm the only one. And that is just, gosh, it makes the struggle so much bigger. But as soon as you find out that like, oh, a lot of people feel super awkward when they're making new friends. That's Mm -hmm. normal. It's like, it just, it makes everything feel okay. Like if you expect awkward and you know that like, this is weird for everyone, not just for me, then you're like, okay, I can do this. So we just really want this book to feel like a big sigh of relief, honestly, like pulling on your favorite sweatpants, like, oh, after those skinny jeans and being like, I am okay. Yes, this is hard and it's complicated. And no, I didn't get a class on friendship in high school, probably should have, but none of us did. Mm-mm. And none of us, none of us 
none of us were taught all the keys to, to deep friendship and to feel like, okay, I can do this. I know I can do this and I'm not alone. I think the big thing is I'm not alone. Like women everywhere are walking this path with me, but we can do it together. Yeah. And I'd say that's a hundred percent accurate. Both of what you, you know, what you guys said for the takeaways as someone who has read it, I did feel that way. I did feel that breath of relief that, you know, I am loved. I can do this. This is, this is hard, but I'm not alone. And I think that's just really a refreshing and much needed message um, for women But also for moms, I feel like it is really hard for moms to maintain friendships, make friendships. Um, Everybody talks about how awkward it is. Like you're going on a first date when you meet at the playground, you know, exactly. (laughs) Yes. And you guys really covered the gamut. Like you covered so many topics that are so awkward to talk about or to deal with, you know, confronting your friends about things losing your friends, loneliness, you know, patience, um, insecurity, like uh, rejection. That was a big one. I loved. Um, so we didn't even say the name of the book, so I'll just go ahead and say it. It's called I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants, which I love so much. (laughs) It just (laughs) makes you laugh. Um, and it's so relatable because yeah, I just, and it's so funny. I was just texting with some friends Um, we're going to get together this weekend and they were like, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to like go out to eat to a restaurant or, you know, everybody could just come to my house and bring your food and let's hang out. And I said, um, I think that sounds like the best option because I really just want to come in my sweatpants. Is that okay? And she's like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's a beautiful moment in life when you realize it's not really about the fancy stuff. It is about the mundane. It really like, that's what builds your life. That what, that's what makes the life good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The every day. Yes. Uh, when does the book release by the way? January 25th is okay. when it releases and it's now available for pre-order anywhere that you would normally get. Awesome. When this episode airs, it will be the week of release. So you guys are listening, make sure you go and you can actually order it and it will hopefully with Amazon, you know, be delivered right away. Um, (laughs) So I love that. And um, I wanted to ask you guys just a few rapid fire kind of questions you both can answer. um, And then um, you can then tell us where we can find you too online. So First of all, how do you guys take your coffee if you drink coffee? Oh, my word. Okay. Listen up because this is really important. You want to drink this coffee. I was actually a barista for 15 years. So little known fact about me. Okay. What you want, and don't judge me, first of all, is a quad shot espresso iced with caramel sauce and a splash of half and half. No water because the ice will slowly melt over time. And yes, it's very strong. Ooh, I would think I would like that. That sounds really good. <laughs> um, I'm about to alienate some people here, but I don't love coffee. Like That's I okay. will drink, it. I will drink <laughs> it if I'm with my friends. There's a local coffee shop here that we love. They have something called like an Irish coffee, which I guess makes it sound like it's spiked. It's not. I need people to know that. It's, it's not. <laughs> Did I say that? You might have to edit that out. Anyway, no, you can say it. <laughs> I don't, but I will drink that. But for the most part, there is no part of me that's ever like, hmm, coffee. Nah. 
I just, that's fine. I know. When, when Amy and I, you like Diet Dr. Are, Pepper, right? I love Diet yeah. Dr. Pepper. I love it. <laughs> and and I together, like but we like stock Diet Dr. Pepper, and then I have to get my coffee every morning when we're yeah. together. Just how we roll. Well, you know yeah. what you like. That's all that matters. I feel like that's something important with friendship is like, if you know your friend's coffee order, then you, or, or just drink order in general, then you kind of know them yes. pretty well. You know? okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can true. I like slip in another tip here on how to be a good friend? Like very practical. Yes. Okay. Please. So I have, I have a running list in my notes section on my phone of my friend's favorite drink orders. Oh, and sometimes I, I ask them, but normally it's just something like I'll be on the phone with them while they order. And I like, will write it down. And so that way, like I know exactly what to surprise them with. And that is, yes. you know, I love that. Make it easy. Right. Yes. It's easy no, gift. It. And lot. it means a lot to them. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But, like if you're like, Oh, you knew that I loved like dressed just as weird quad shot with car. Like, how'd you know that? <laughs> Cause I listen. listen and take notes absolutely so good okay what is your favorite girls night in activity talking (laughs) yeah I'm the same we can start trying to have an activity but it never like we were going to watch the Britney Spears documentary together and we like we just talked over the whole thing yeah Um, I do love playing cards that one I do love playing cards but mostly I just like to talk yeah. That's what it usually ends up being, right? You yeah. try to like watch a movie and then you're like, ah, whatever, we'll just talk. We'll just talk. Just like good food and drinks. Yeah. And then just laughing and talking is the yeah. best. It is the yeah. best. Sometimes we just like order out Grubhub appetizers too, which is fun. Then you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Stay in your sweatpants, eat good appetizers. Yep. Yeah, that sounds good to me. What is your favorite way to practice self-care? I go on runs for my, literally for my sanity. And I feel like I'm going to, I'm just going to stress myself out so much. I go for runs just to clear my head. I don't enjoy it while I'm doing it. I'm going to (laughs) be honest. I just like the feeling afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I like to sit alone in my car. Like yes. I love sitting alone in my car, like in a parking lot. If I can sit alone and listen to like my music, because I love music, that is probably my self care. Just sitting alone, mm-hmm. like a weirdo in a parking lot by herself. That's okay. Love it. I love it. I'll take a nap in my car. I mean, like I love it. That is mm-hmm. my. There's no laundry to be done there. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's no laundry to be done there. I love it. Yes, I love sitting in my car and like tidying up, and then I'm like, oh, this part of my life feels under control at this moment, this space feels under control. And I feel like I accomplished something, even though it's just my car, who cares? Yeah. Um, Okay. Our last question is our show is called the mama needs podcast. So as a mama, what do you guys need right now? Mm. My friends and I have coffee. Ironically, I just said, I didn't like it, but we have coffee every (laughs) Tuesday and it is like a sacred it is sacred. Like Jess knows, my publisher knows. Uh, uh, you probably got a list. Like they don't do interviews on Tuesday. It's because I'm with my friends having coffee. It is. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's my favorite thing in the whole world. Like I get through the week off of that Tuesday morning. So you, that's tomorrow for you when we're recording. 
that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I, <laughs> I think I haven't been thinking about it all week. You are wrong. I've been thinking about it since the last one. <laughs> oh, I love that. What a cool tradition. Yeah. You've yeah. got to make a tradition with your friends and just set it in stone and be like, no, we're going to be here. And like, we won't even schedule our hair to be done at that time. That's how sacred it is. That's how sacred it is. And you That's just, is deal. everybody going to, yeah. Is everybody going to show up? Nope. But you find the few who care about it enough to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. how you know that they're your people is because they prioritize friendship the same way you do. Boom. But rituals, traditions, that's a big deal in friendship. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jess? Um, right now, currently what I need and mama needs a night out. Mama needs a night out. <laughs> mama is, uh, is, is tired. It's been a while since we, since we got out. So I definitely need a girl's night out. Because those are, yeah, like Amy was saying, very sacred to me. Yeah. Just need that detox. I need to laugh it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, stuff, parenting is not funny unless you can share it with your friends and find the humor in it. Like, if you just keep it to yourself, it's just weird and stressful. But when you share it with your friends, then you end up, like, cry laughing. And it's it helps everything. <laughs> yes. Well, that's so true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that both of your answers had to do with friendship. That's perfect that we didn't even plan that. I love it. I know. And I wish like we are not playing. That's who we are. Like, that's how we are. Like, that is who we are is we love our friends so much. (laughs) And it's because we haven't always had them. And I think that's why we love them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, this has been such a good conversation. I would love for you guys to, Tell us where we can find you individually and uh, if there's like a website for the book or the, the Facebook page or wh- wherever we can find you, um, tell us where. So our Facebook page, uh, we have Sister I'm With You is on Facebook and Instagram. And honestly, we love Instagram. We're just a little bit better at Facebook for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. we're old, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, we love our Instagram too. Um Sister, I'm with you. And then we each have our own pages. So mine is Amy Weatherly. I write there. Jess, his page is Jess Johnston. And she also writes there. Awesome. And we're going to put all of that. I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You are fine. (laughs) You are fine. Uh, We're going to put all of that in the show notes and where to find the book and all of the good things. So Amy and Jess, it was such a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. So Thank nice you. to meet you too. Yes. Thank you for having Thank us. So much for writing this book. It's so important. I loved every word written. So you guys are awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for Thank having me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.